Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 67. Gird thy heavenly armor on, wear it ever, night and day. Ambush lies the evil one, watch and pray. Hymn number 67. would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is Guard Your Spiritual House and the readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia. The Bible. Proverbs. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Nehemiah. And it came to pass in the month Chislu, in the twentieth year, as I was in Shoshan the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came he and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. 
the wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept, and mourned certain days, and fasted, and prayed before the God of heaven. And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes, the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad? Then I was very sore afraid, and said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad, when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? And I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldst send me unto Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the rulers knew not whither I went, or what I did, neither had I as yet told it to the Jews, nor to the priests, nor to the nobles. Then said I unto them, Ye see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lieth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. But it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah, and the Arabians, and the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the wall of Jerusalem were made up, and that the breaches began to be stopped. Then they were very wroth, and conspired all of them together to come into fight against Jerusalem, and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God, and set a watch against them, day and night, because of them. And our adversary said, They shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. And I said unto the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held both the spears, the shields, and the bows. When Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall, and that there was no breach left therein, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together, 
in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease, whilst I leave it and come down to you? So the wall was finished in the twenty and fifth day of the month Elo, in fifty and two days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. First Peter Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resists steadfast in the faith? But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works and Other Works by Mary Baker Eddy. As named in Christian science, animal magnetism or hypnotism is the specific term for error or mortal mind. It is the false belief that mind is in matter and is both evil and good that evil is as real as good and more powerful. This belief has not one quality of truth. It is either ignorant or malicious. Animal magnetism has no scientific foundation, for God governs all that is real, harmonious, and eternal, and his power is neither animal nor human its basis being a belief, and disbelief animal, in science, animal magnetism, mesmerism, or hypnotism, is a mere negation, possessing neither intelligence, power, nor reality, and in sense, it is an unreal concept of the so-called mortal mind. My reluctance to give the public in my first edition of Science and Health, the chapter on animal magnetism and the divine purpose that this should be done may have an interest for the reader and will be seen in the following circumstances. I had finished that edition as far as that chapter when the printer informed me that he could not go on with my work. I had already paid him $700 and yet he stopped my work. All efforts to persuade him to finish my book were in vain. After months had passed, I yielded to a constant conviction that I must insert in my last chapter 
a partial history of what I had already observed of mental malpractice. Accordingly, I set to work, contrary to my inclination, to fulfill this painful task and finished my copy for the book. As it afterwards appeared, although I had not thought of such a result, my printer resumed his work at the same time, finished printing the copy he had on hand, and then started for Lynn to see me. The afternoon that he left Boston for Lynn, I started for Boston with my finished copy. We met at the Eastern Depot in Lynn and were both surprised. I to learn that he had printed all the copy on hand and had come to tell me he wanted more. He to find me en route for Boston to give him the closing chapter of my first edition of Science and Health. Not a word had passed between us audibly or mentally, while this went on. I had grown disgusted with my printer and became silent. He had come to a standstill through the motives and circumstances unknown to me. Unless one's eyes are open to the modes of mental malpractice, that we mistake its suggestions for the impulses of our own thought, the victim will allow himself to drift in the wrong direction without knowing it. Be ever on guard against this enemy. Watch your thoughts and see whether they lead you to God and into harmony with his true followers. Guard and strengthen your own citadel more strongly. Imagine yourselves in a poorly barricaded fort fiercely besieged by the enemy. Would you rush forth single-handed to combat the foe? Nay, would you not rather strengthen your citadel by every means in your power and remain within the walls for its defense? Likewise, should we do as metaphysicians and Christian scientists the real house in which we live and move and have our being, is Spirit God, the eternal harmony of infinite soul. The enemy we confront would overthrow this sublime fortress, and it behooves us to defend our heritage. Know then that you possess sovereign power to think and act rightly, and that nothing can dispossess you of this heritage and trespass on love. If you maintain this position, who or what can cause you to sin or suffer? Our surety is in our confidence that we are indeed dwellers in truth and love, man's eternal mansion. Be watchful, sober, and vigilant. Stand porter at the door of thought, admitting only such conclusions as you wish realized in bodily results, you will control yourself harmoniously. When the condition is present, which you say induces disease, whether it be air, exercise, heredity, contagion, or accident, then perform your office as porter 
and shut out these unhealthy thoughts and fears. Exclude from mortal mind the offending errors, and the body cannot suffer from them. The issues of pain or pleasure must come through mind, and like a watchman forsaking his post, we admit the intruding belief, forgetting that through divine help we can forbid this entrance. Your means of protection and defense from sin are constant watchfulness and prayer that you enter not into temptation and are delivered from every claim of evil so you intelligently know and demonstrate in science that evil has neither prestige, power, nor existence since God good is all in all. The power of Christian science and divine love is omnipotent. It is indeed adequate to unclasp the hold and to destroy disease, sin, and death. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 389. While thou, O my God, art my help and defender, no cares can o'erwhelm me, no terrors appall. The wiles and the snares of this world will but render more lively my hope in my God and my all. Hymn number 389.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, March 24th, 2021. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church, and we are very thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is constantly being updated with fresh and timely items to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have a number of websites in several different languages. Everyone is encouraged to look through our website. They are all free of charge. Since we just had a Bible study this past Saturday morning, our next Bible study will be the Saturday after next. That's April 3rd, 2021. The Bible study questions will be posted on the church website, so be sure to keep an eye out for them and join us on Saturday, April 3rd at 10 a.m. for a lively discussion. On Sundays, we begin here at 10 a.m. with a roundtable discussion, and then our church service begins at 11. Our Sunday school meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. also. This Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who does not live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number and we'll be very happy to welcome your child. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So be sure to bring the little ones along too. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. 
So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Joanne from Florida, go ahead, please. Thank you for those readings tonight, Elizabeth. I'm grateful for help I've been receiving from a practitioner here for chronic back pain. I've been accepting it as a normal and permanent part of my life until I finally woke up the other week and asked the practitioner here for help. She told me to study pages 390 to 393 in our textbook, Science and Health, which contain powerful command statements of truth. I made a list of 25 of these command statements and worked with them often. And the ones that especially helped me were, quote, banish the belief that you can possibly entertain a single intruding pain and dismiss it with an abiding conviction that it is illegitimate and exercise this God-given authority. The practitioner also told me to read some articles that she had written, which are on our website, and these also helped me. Well, these past two weeks were the first time in a very long time that I've been able to hold my back up straight without pain. I'm so grateful to the practitioner for her help and to be reminded to consistently use these command statements, which came to Mrs. Eddy from God. I'm grateful to Mrs. Eddy for discovering Christian science, which we are learning here in all its purity. And I'm grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy, New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for the inspiring readings and the music. Tonight, I just simply wanted to express my gratitude for our Wednesday evening meeting. It's such a blessing to be able to attend every week where we can gain fresh inspiration from the readings, and we're given the opportunity to join in giving our gratitude for all that this precious church provides daily to the world. I'm very grateful for all the activities and services offered here and where we are being taught Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science. I am deeply grateful for my practitioner's strong and steadfast support, her teachings, and her patience. I'm grateful for all the members of this church who work tirelessly to provide all the materials offered freely to us. The love for this science demonstrated and expressed in the Plainfield Church, as was stated in our Unity Watch of last night, truly does shine forth radiantly and is a beacon of hope to all mankind. I'm very grateful to be a part of this, and I'm so grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead, please. Thank you so much for tonight's reading. In this week's Bible lesson on reality, it states in 2 Corinthians, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. 
for which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. In Science and Health, Mrs. Eddy has provided for us how to live our lives joyfully through all challenges. My practitioner said that the scientific statement of being says it all. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. I have been using this through challenges in recent weeks uh, for, of procrastination, some knee pain, and sleeplessness. And I am so grateful that these lies of animal magnetism have diminished. And I'm very grateful to, to Christian science and to my very patient uh, p- practitioner who has brought healing and the understanding that I have needed. And I'm so very happy to be here this evening. Thank you. Dave, Florida. Dave from Florida. Go ahead, please. Yeah, hi. Uh, we were renting a place at the Jersey Shore every September for quite a while. We loved that place, but the last year we were there, there were problems with the place, and we had to leave early. The realtor who we were dealing with got us some money back, and we figured that we had burned that bridge and didn't try to go back. That was a few years ago. Last week, we started thinking about that place, and I got the thought to contact the owners directly. I asked a practitioner here for help and then called the owner's place of business and left a message. Well, the end of that day, I got a call from one of the owners. He remembered us and was more than happy to have us back. He knew we took care of the place. So bottom line, we got the contracts to sign yesterday and we'll be up there for three weeks. This was truly God working and we're grateful for the work of the practitioner, for this church, and for Christian science. And as the song says, see you in September. Thank you. (laughs) Looking forward to it. (laughs) Thank you. Shahidat from Maryland. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you, Elizabeth, for those fine readings on guarding our spiritual house. A lot to think about there. Every Sunday roundtable discussion in this church is a blessing. However, I would like to specifically express my gratitude for last Sunday's roundtable on the scientific statement of being. As mentioned on Sunday, I too learned to memorize this phrase, many years ago in Sunday school and would dutifully recite it whenever I faced a difficulty. But it wasn't until coming here to Plainfield and working for a practitioner that I truly examined the words and strived to understand what they were telling me about God's being and therefore my own. I truly appreciate the foundational teaching we are blessed to receive every Sunday in this church. And I'm very thankful to have been guided here. Thank you again. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm so grateful for all I have been taught here and for how learning to live Christian science has helped me to get rid of so many doubts and fears and regrets. 
so that I can actually be useful to God and to mankind. My kids came to visit me last week. I should probably say adult children since they're 20 and 24 now. Um, (laughs) They're working to find their way as adults. And all week long, I was so grateful to this church and my practitioner for this nearly eight-year apprenticeship I have had here. So many times while my kids and I were talking, everything would line up so I could pass along some insight I have learned here. And each time they received it and were receptive to it. I just thought God is is really good. I was so glad about that. And then finally, when it was time for them to leave, I was able to really know that our Father Mother God is guiding, guarding, and governing them at all times. As my practitioner has told me, the best protection for them and me is for me to do my work faithfully. That in itself is a great blessing. I'm very grateful to God for Christian Science, this church, and my practitioner for all the good I have gained and for making it so the many mistakes I made before Plainfield have no enduring history or ill effect on my children. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. This evening, I would like to offer my gratitude to my practitioner for a healing of discomfort with the tooth. It was suggested that I go to Sermons and Articles by Doris White Evans. I worked with the article starting on page 14 called The Nature of Illusion. It is a wonderful story of a person going to a dentist and being told that every tooth in her mouth was decayed and they needed to come out at once. She left the office and for many months worked on the idea of discord and decay as outlined by Mrs. Eddy. Because there was never any discord in her life since the day she was born, she could only see, quote, God everywhere. She didn't see anybody as unloving, impatient, sick, or hateful, end quote. Finally, she returned to the dentist and he declared that these were not the same teeth because they were absolutely perfect. So, I have been working with any discord in my life past and present. It has been several weeks and I am free. I waited to give this testimony because sometimes I would get a twinge of discomfort and I'd go right back to work on the idea of discord and seeing everything and everyone around me properly. Also, there is a quote from the book on page 119 by Raymond Brooke, quote, The man of God's creating is always complete, holy, healthy, harmonious, strong, active, and free. Thank you, and thank you for those excellent readings. Thank you. Bruce. Well, on our website this week, there's Watching Point 301, and it's really a wonderful watching point. And one of the things it talks about is there was just some one boy that was walking around along in human reverie with this thought so elevated, thinking about God and how wonderful he was. 
but he wasn't alert, and as a result, he tripped over a stone. And at first he was upset about the stone, but then when he started looking around and realized that he almost fell into a pit, he was very thankful for the stone that saved him from falling into a pit. And to me, this shows how fragile human reverie is. I'm grateful for an experience that I had here in this church many years ago. In fact, it was at a time when I first arrived, I had much to learn. Actually, I still do, but then it was quite apparent. And I was in the foyer of the church one day, and Mrs. Evans, who was our teacher at the time, pulled me aside and started telling me about how she heard about some of the things that I had done and how glad she was that they were done. And she must have looked into my eyes and saw how elated I was getting because immediately after that she looked at me sternly and said, now don't get conceited, and turned around and walked away. <laughs> and at first I thought, whoa, where did this come from? I was so happy that things were being done well. And it took me a few days thinking about this experience where I realized that unless God is doing it, that is, unless God is working through me, it is not being done well. And it brought my feet down to the ground and restored my sense of alertness. And another experience came along shortly after that that would have undone all the good that would have done had I not been alert to it. Because it was a, an arrangement or a situation where there was a lot of people who were looking to try to get the credit for whatever was going on and a lot of finger pointing about who did and who didn't. And I just kept calmly thinking, unless God is doing this, it is not being done well. And it gave me a sense of peace where I could just sit on the sidelines, just watching my thought and thanking God, and I did not get sucked into the fray, which I was very thankful for. So it worked out well for me. Thank you, God. Well, I'd like to say that there's a song that goes somewhat like this. There is wonder in the stars up above, but down here, what we need is love. And so it is, we do need that love, that divine love from God, even if it comes in the form of an experience that shows that we need to be awake and alert to something for, this, for the good of everything. This is God's doing, so I'm very thankful for all this experience and everything that wakes me up and keeps me alert. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for those wonderful readings and the music. I had such a proof of God's care this weekend. My home phone suddenly had a message line in use, and it had no dial tone, and it just wasn't working. I asked a friend to call me, and she said it just kept ringing, but it wasn't ringing on my phone. I decided to call Verizon and explain the situation. They said I would be contacted by a technician Monday between 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. I then called my practitioner for support, which was lovingly given. I knew God was in control. 
Monday morning at 8 a.m., I received a text from a technician that he was on his way, and he arrived shortly afterwards. I explained the situation, and then we went outside to the phone box on the house, and he did a couple of things. By 9 a.m., he resolved the situation, and the phone was working perfectly again. That was God working all the way. It was such a wonderful blessing. I called practitioner and thanked her for her strong support with this quick working out. I'm so grateful for Christian science. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the beautiful music. During a recent roundtable on March 7th, titled, All Things Work Together for Good to Them That Love God, we were given reassuring instructions to not be discouraged when trials come. A line was shared from letters, excerpts, statements on Christian science by Herbert Eustace. Quote, now the point is, how do you handle animal magnetism? Not as evil to be destroyed, but as in its true sense, as the angel of God urging you forward in your footsteps heavenward, end quote. And I just love that quote very much and was so grateful it was shared. The second half of the class covered part of the history of Christian science after 1910, particularly Evan Hughes, the counsel for Eustace during the great litigation. I'm so grateful that these facts are made known and that we are learning this history so as to awaken us the need to guard our individual right to go straight to God as Christ Jesus taught and was that this was our divine right and how Mrs. Eddy taught and structured her church. I loved hearing the letter written by Evans Hughes that was given with authority and that directly addressed the right of every Christian scientist to be able to practice and follow his conscience as God directs without the interference of ecclesiastical human control. And uh, to me, it, it's like with the readings tonight on Nehemiah rebuilding the wall uh, that has been torn down and needs to be rebuilt. And that's what's being done here. I'm so grateful to be part of this mission that is willing to address difficult topics in order to bring to light what is wrong with courage, love, and the purpose of healing and restoration of Mrs. Eddy's original church and teachings. For a couple of months, I had been unable to move my hand freely after an injury. It was stiff and painful and very difficult to move. After this particular class, I realized suddenly I was able to move my hand freely and normally without pain. I was very grateful for this healing during this class, and I know that there was powerful work going on that was felt and I'm sure helped a lot of others too. I'm so grateful to God for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, who gave us Christian Science, and Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Thank you. I'm very grateful for God's protection. Um, 
about a week ago, I was driving at night after dark, and uh, the light, the traffic light had, had just turned green, and I just just felt a calmness and a um, and kind of a strange sensation that I just wanted to sit there. And I, I did just for a few seconds. And as I did, someone crossed the street right in front of me against the light. And of course, they were dressed all in black like people seem to do after dark anymore. And um, I, I would never have seen them. And I'm just so grateful for the protection that God afforded me and them, whoever they were. They, they benefited from God's love as well. And I just am so grateful. We've, we were taught here a long time ago that uh, before we get into our cars, we should pray that God is behind the wheel of my car and every vehicle on the road. And um, just that thought with me all the time, it, it has blessed me so many times and prevented any kind of mis mishaps um, many times over. I am so grateful for this church and so grateful for, for Christian science and for Mrs. Eddy for giving it to us. Craig. I, I thank God for Elizabeth and those beautiful readings. Just what I need to hear. If you think, it reminds me, if you're, you know, if you're not with God, you can't help anybody, really. And if you let your house be broken open, by getting, start believing in the, that evil is some person or thing, then you can't help your, anybody and you've lost your peace. I, I thank God for all we are given to uh, work with. There's an article on the carousel, uh, Resisting Aggressive Mental Suggestions by John Randall Dunn. And it just hit me right where I need to be at. Is any suggestion that tries to tell us that there is a power in evil of any kind must be resisted vigorously if you want to live free from the effects of this negative thinking. And uh, there's so much given to us just to keep us to be one at peace and two healthy and three effective to be useful to someone. And I thank God for it. I find that uh, I can stand in a discussion or what maybe an argument to somebody and not get upset. And then it works out properly. Where if I were to be upset and be <clears throat> nothing but two, two people you know, at each other's throats would have resulted. But I, I so thank God and the peace that we've given through this so, so true and so wise and the healing Christian science and our practitioners here. Thank you. Sharon. We've learned in the roundtables that God is always speaking to us and we need to listen and obey. Several weeks ago, I had proof of this. Um, I was going to go grocery shopping and the thought came, no, don't wait, go now. And I thought, okay, that's God speaking to me. I felt peaceful. I felt that was the right time, even though I was going to have lunch and then go. But I knew this was God speaking. 
So I went, and when I came back and I was putting my groceries away, we had a downpour. And if I would not have listened and obeyed, I would have been coming home carrying groceries into the house in the rain. I know this is just a little thing, but it's proof. God is always speaking to us, and we have to be alert to it and obey. I'm so grateful for all the lessons that we learn at the round tables and all the practitioner help I've had. I am so grateful to be here, and thank you for the beautiful readings. Thank you. Gary, go ahead, please. Thank you, Elizabeth, for those fine readings tonight. I've mentioned this before, but I've been thinking recently how grateful I am to have found the Plainfield Church many years ago because it really was the answer to a lifelong prayer for me. As a child, I grew up in Christian Science Sunday schools. I must have had a good Sunday school teacher somewhere along the way because at an early age, it was very clear to me that the that Christian science was true. I can't say that I understood much of it. Much of it still perplexed me. But I felt truth whenever I did read the Christian science textbook. And I knew it was very special. And there were times when I would um, just be out walking by myself and I would feel a presence, uh, I feel a closeness with Christ Jesus. And I know that it was God speaking to me. And I know that that helped me to feel the truth about Christian science. And as I grew up uh, as a child, I longed for the practice of Christian science. I longed to see it and feel it being practiced. I had some wonderful healings as a child, um, but I, what I felt in the churches uh, that I attended was often something lacking, and um, I just, I, I longed for it. Um, and when it was time for me to go to college, I, cho I chose to go a very long ways away from my home um, it seemed like the right thing to do. Uh, I wasn't sure why at the time, but uh, I, I was led to go a very long ways away um, to Boston. And it was something about Christian science and the Mother Church uh, and Mary Baker Eddy that drew me to Boston to go to college. Well, as I look back, it was God directing me. It was there that I met my wife, who introduced me to uh, a practitioner uh, who healed in Plainfield, um, something very special, something different than I had ever experienced before. Uh, and it was what brought me to the Plainfield Church. And I, I don't look back very often, but when I do, 
I look back with such gratitude to God for guiding me um, several thousand miles away, ultimately to the Plainfield Church and to Doris White Evans, a practitioner and a teacher who stood tall and with and and withstood the onslaught of ecclesiastical despotism uh, led this church to uh, be independent uh, healed I don't know countless numbers of people uh, of every conceivable illness proved Christian science to be true and has given a blessing to me and to those uh, others of us in this church uh, that is priceless. The great blessing of seeing Christian science proven to be true. There could be no greater blessing for anybody. I am so grateful to have received this blessing, grateful to be a member of this church, grateful for the opportunity to pass this blessing along to others. And it's so good to be with you all tonight. Thank you. Susan from Massachusetts, go ahead, please. Good evening. I'm very grateful for this church and for Christian science and how it is helping me in all areas of my life. I'm so grateful for the Bible and the textbook, Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy. I know that these are more than books. They are the Word of God, and we can trust them to lead us out of darkness into light. Thank you so much for the readings tonight. For all the work done in this church to bless mankind, for the website, and for practitioner support. Thank you. Thank you. Luann, New York. Lou from New York. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Um, the other day I had a woman come into my shop, and it was uh, pretty clear to me that she was looking for God. And uh, we had a conversation for a couple of hours, and she expressed to me um, some things, experiences that she had, and they were pretty similar to my own. And I was able, through the two hours, to talk to her about Christian science, and I gave her a couple magazines, and she was very interested and kept asking me questions about the website and how to get on. So hopefully she's listening tonight. Um... I'd like to give a testimony that I gave before when I first started in Christian Science, which was a beautiful healing that I had, and I think it will help her, and I think it will help others. Um, when I was 29 years old, I was given a diagnosis of complex post-traumatic stress disorder with associative identity disorder due to childhood mental, physical and sexual abuse. The treatment was to manage my symptoms, which had become a lengthy list all on their own. 
The therapy was called cognitive and consists of talking to someone about the abuse and taking unknown amounts of medications, which I took privilege to abuse on a regular basis in an attempt to ease the mental agony of the memories and the lack of self-worth I was feeling. I had not even come close to the feet of the power that could help me to overcome and heal. Um, therapy did serve me well at the time in helping that I wasn't a victim. But who was I if I wasn't a victim? That's the catch. Gratefully so, they were trying to convince me of what I was not, but I was desperately seeking to find out who I really am. The only identity I knew was the one I was labeled with. I was a product of a very violently abusive alcoholic father, a submissive mother, and a victim of incest who endured being locked in a basement for hours and beaten and tortured for many years. I walked around for years with that label stuck on my forehead, and my life reflected every bit of it. What I desperately wanted to know was, is God real, and why didn't he stop it? A year and a half ago, actually now it's, it's almost six years, I made my first call to a Christian science practitioner. My greatest joy was in finding out that God is very real, and he is not what I thought he was. He is a loving God with a greater love than I could ever imagine. I stopped going to therapy and no longer need medication. Over the next year and a half, I began to learn more and more about God. I learned how to feel love. I learned to honestly forgive my abuser, which has brought me a tremendous amount of healing and a joy I could have never thought possible. I learned many valuable lessons from studying the Bible. I'm learning to overcome my fears and build my confidence. I no longer have the desire to die because I have found my worth in working for God. In Christian science, I am learning the truth. I have a new label now. It says I am the daughter of the King. It is imprinted on my heart and is reflected in love. And yes... Abuse can be overcome, and most importantly, healed. Thank you. Thank you. Mary, go ahead, please. It's a hard one to follow. Good evening, everyone. Um, I'll read tonight first from our church website bulletin board, Florida. Wonderful Bible study this morning. Perfect treatment for handling the belief of Lent. Thank you all. And thank you for the powerful roundtable teaching and lesson sermon on matter this Sunday. We are deeply grateful to you for broadcasting these healing services. In Pennsylvania, um, Sunday's roundtable discussion about vaccine was very helpful. Thank you. And then... This is a testimony from California. I want to express my continuing gratitude for what I'm learning about Christian science practice and God at the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Over and over, I am being given the truth that will be needed to handle situations 
not yet evident. Two weeks ago, the lesson sermon on substance had the story of Elisha and the widow demonstrating God as our supply. An old 1948 journal article entitled, What Hast Thou in the House?, was read in part during the roundtable discussion. And the full article was posted on the Plainfield Carousel. Today, I found myself heavily weighted about a matter brought to my attention by my grandson regarding a lack of funding for university and the need to speak with me. My first thoughts were to figure out what I could do or needed to do. There was no peace with these thoughts, and after remembering the story of the widow and Elisha, where through her obedience and trust in God, she had more supply than she needed. I picked up the journal article from the carousel and started reading about what was in my house. Well, at first glance, at first glance appeared to be entertaining a human sense of there being a problem of lack that I needed to fix. But as I read on, one sentence turned my perception into a whole new view. It read, We must consistently and persistently associate, unite ourselves with God, with infinite mind, by expressing his qualities and accepting his thoughts. All of a sudden, I was no longer preoccupied with solving a problem. I knew that divine love was in charge, but I also realized that I needed to start doing my job, which was to express God's qualities and to accept his thoughts in every detail of my day. As to the question, what hast thou in the house? I can answer, I have you, Father, leading and guiding me in the way, but blesses all of your children, and all I want to do is to walk with you. I am so grateful for the carousel articles written by the early workers in Christian science. They are always treasures, and since finding the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, I have found lots of treasures. I am grateful for our practitioners who are constantly guiding us on our journey Godward, and the presence of my fellow Christian scientists who light the way. And then this is from Missouri, a testimony. Recently, I shared a testimony about a healing of a skin rash that covered both of my hands. This evening's testimony is about the healing of an apparent relapse of that problem, which began in much the same manner, with blisters and an irritating rash gradually covering my hands. But this time, the rash continued to spread until it covered my arms, legs, and neck. Over the many months that the condition persisted, this discouragement most definitely tried to overwhelm me more than a few times. And keeping my thought unimpressed by the seemingly hopeless extent and duration and discomfort of the rash was not easy. I regret to have to admit that I succumbed to the temptation of investigating what Materia Medica had to say about the skin disease with which I was dealing. Unfortunately, or fortunately, as it turned out, some of the diseases that matched the symptoms were stated to be incurable. 
Needless to say, this was very disheartening and alarming. However, the reason that we can and should rejoice in our trials and tribulations is the very fact that they turn us in the right direction for solutions, leading to subsequent spiritual growth and enlightened understanding. The claim of incurability that was brought to my attention immediately guided my study directly to the absoluteness of God's promises throughout the Bible and the teachings of our beloved leader, Mary Baker Eddy. As I studied the lesson each week, I began to take special note of these unambiguous words. All, omni, always, every, any, only, alone, solely, one, whole, fully, entirely, completely, none, no, nothing, nowhere, never, and must. Such Bible verses as the following gave me hope and confidence that healing would come despite the tenacity of the claim. Quote, Jesus went all about Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. End quote. And, quote, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. End quote. And from miscellaneous writings by Mrs. Eddy, quote, the remedial power of Christian science cannot fail to heal in every case of disease. End quote. Other promises also helped when the condition appeared at times to be worsening, and doubt would try to intrude in my thought. The first one being in last week's lesson, which prompted this, which prompted this testimony, quote, I will not fear what flesh can do unto me, end quote. And his flesh, quote, his flesh shall be fresher than a child's, end quote. Gradually, I became less and less fearful and more and more certain that any disease can be healed, no matter how many people in the world believe it to be incurable. I understood better and better that nothing is incurable. There is nothing that Christianity scientific prayer cannot heal. Healing has nothing whatever to do with any change brought about material means, as Mrs. Eddy points out on page 156 of our textbook. Quote, In metaphysics, matter disappears from the remedy entirely. End quote. Rather, healing comes with repentance. That is, a change in our consciousness. And the needed change is always as close is our next thought. While it took a while, the healing was finally realized as I let go of resentment from past perceived injustices and emotional hurt. Studying Mrs. Eddy's article in miscellaneous writings entitled Love Your Enemies was also very instrumental in the healing. 
I am so grateful for the lessons in patience, humility, and obedience that I learned, as did Naaman in his healing of leprosy, which I contemplated more than once during my healing experience. I am on bended knee to have the supreme privilege of being a student of Christian science, which does indeed heal every sickness and every disease among the people without fail. And as Mrs. Eddy promises us on page 380 in our textbook, quote, truth is always the victor, end quote. Thank you very much for those very important readings on the handling of animal magnetism. I was reading today in Watches, Prayers, and Arguments, those beginning chapters where Mrs. Eddy says, and I quote her, where all students have failed is in not knowing how to handle animal magnetism. If we don't break the belief that mesmerism has power, we are still the victims of mesmerism, and it is handling us. Now then, the main point is to keep your watch. If you stay here until you learn to handle, handle animal magnetism, I will make healers out of you. I had to do it and did it for 40 years, and now you must do it. I am very grateful to have this wonderful church, the teachings of Mrs. Evans, who taught us here how to handle animal magnetism, the belief that there is a power other than God, the one and only power. I'm so grateful for this healing service tonight to hear the wonderful testimonies, the beautiful music, and to be with you all tonight. God bless you all, and have a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 10. All power is given unto our Lord. On him we place reliance. With truth from out his sacred word, we bid our foes defiance. With him we shall prevail, whatever may assail. He is our shield and tower, almighty is his power, his kingdom is forever. Hymn number 10. <laughs>